do you really need all those customers? Sure, it's tough to get a customer, tough to keep a customer, but as your business grows, or as you're trying to fix your business, do you really need all those customers? Tune in and find out. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's podcast. I am Dylan, and this is my podcast. This is an opportunity for me to pick a topic of interest that either I am um, talking to other people about, um, or just simply topics that I want to explore a little bit more, flesh out my own thinking, and you get to hear this as I as I do it. These usually um, these podcasts are usually not uh, predetermined. I usually Um, try to put them together on the fly so that you get the most kind of honest and raw uh, thoughts that you can from me without them being contrived and pre-planned. And and I enjoy doing this because uh, apparently, as many of you are telling me, it's making a difference. It's getting you to think about some things. It's getting you to um, maybe feel encouraged if you're feeling discouraged. And that's, and that's my hopes, because I think being an entrepreneur is pretty tough. I think it's hard to find uh, sort of practical, hands-on advice that you can do something with immediately. And my hope is that in listening to this podcast, that you either get a stone put in your shoe, something annoys you, and, and so it encourages you to um, make a change somewhere, or you feel inspired. Something that you hear me say maybe is a prob- or a, a, a solution to a problem that you're having, um, and you're able to go ahead and start getting to work on on fixing it. So thanks for tuning in. This week's episode is about customers, and I spend a lot of time talking about customers and how to get them and how to leverage your business into finding new customers. But there's this topic that seems to cycle around every now and then when chatting with an entrepreneur that is either desperate or frustrated, and it has to do with examining your client base. And I know from um, many of the businesses that I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, including my own, that just because you get a customer doesn't necessarily mean they're the customer that you want for a very long time. And I've got into some pretty heated conversations about this with entrepreneurs. But some of the basic, some of kind of the basic thinking I have is that not every client not every customer, not every client is the customer client that you want. They're not all equally profitable. They don't all take the same amount of time. Uh, some take less, some take more. Some are great to work with, some are frustrating to work with, some you can't wait until they actually stop becoming a client. But a lot of times entrepreneurs get upset when I ask them, for example, how many customers have you lost because of price? And many times with great satisfaction, they will say, well, none, we don't really lose customers because of price. Sort of the logical conclusion that I come to is, well, then you're not charging enough. Um, because if there isn't some measure of pushback on your price, then that probably means that you've got some, some room to, to, to um, uh, increase your margins and, and increase your revenue if you're not losing customers. Um, but the other question uh, that I ask entrepreneurs that gets them a little bit frustrated is, do you know um, how much revenue you're earning per customer and how long it's taking you to earn that revenue? Meaning, uh, is every customer as, as profitable as the next one? 
And oftentimes an entrepreneur just simply doesn't know the answer to that straight up. They'll, they'll you know, if they know how many customers they or clients they service, um, that will be kind of one answer that they might have, but certainly they wouldn't be able to go to the next level and tell you how profitable uh, every single client is. And so what it leads to is the conclusion of, okay, well, if you've not really lost a lot of business uh, because of your price and you don't really know which clients are profitable, then there's probably a really great opportunity in your business to do a little bit of, of um, uh, paring down. Take, your, take the clients that you want, uh, find a way to um, obviously help the ones that you don't want, but create a, an environment to create an opportunity for them maybe to go somewhere else where they would maybe be better serviced. And some customers, um, you know, you give them, say, a discount on your product or your service, but in exchange for that discount, they're just a real, a real pain. Um, you know, they tend to take up more of your time. They tend to, they tend to take up uh, more of the resources of your business versus other customers that are uh, happy to pay the price that, that you've set. Uh, they don't complain. They don't take a lot of time. And uh, sometimes you probably find yourself saying, man, I wish I had more of that customer. And I've said in the past that if you do have to compete on price, that that's too bad. Because ultimately what you want to be competing on is value because people pay for value and they pay disproportionately for value depending upon the experience that they have with your business as they engage with the product or service that your business offers. And so if you're looking to grow your business, but you say, you know, we're restricted, we just simply don't have more time. We, we probably have as many clients as we can service right now without increasing our headcount without maybe buying a new facility or um, getting bigger offices or undertaking some infrastructure to do it. So if that doesn't seem to make sense for you or, or you're not an entrepreneur, you're not maybe a, in a position to pull, pull that trigger right now, then maybe there's an opportunity to look at your existing customer base and trade out customers. Maybe there's an opportunity to say, we charge this customer X, but we should be charging this customer Y. We know that they're never going to pay that. And so let's go find a new customer to take their spot in the roster. And I do use the word roster to help you think of, you know, here's your business, here are your customers. You, you probably, if you're not prepared to invest in new people and new infrastructure to grow your business, because that might not be the right time for you or you might not have the money to do it, then roster is a good way of thinking, okay, uh, thinking about your business through the lens of we only have so much time, we only have so many resources, how can we make sure that we are getting the most out of those time, the time that we have and the resources that we have possible? And the conclusion that you're going to come to if you do the work is you're going to look at your customer base and you're going to say, we can't afford to service all the customers we have right now. Um, or, or rather, we can't afford to increase the pricing on all the customers that we have right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to simply divide our customers into A and B. The A customers are the customers that we have already figured out how much, how much uh, service we can offer them today, tomorrow, next month, next year, and over the couple, next couple of years. So you have a, a customer experience path mapped out for your A customers. Your B customers are customers that you, even though you, you might be able to talk through and walk through how you're going to continue to service them as a customer or a client, you don't really get a sense that they're going to follow you all the way down a path. For example, if you increased your prices or you changed your product or service offering, they would probably push back, in which case you would say, okay, see you later. 
So what happens is you end up dividing your customer base into A customers and B customers. And then the objective for an entrepreneur and their sales and marketing team is to now say, okay, this is how many B customers we have. And we're not going to get rid of them today because we can't. We need them to keep the lights on and pay our bills and so forth. But we want to go out and go get more A customers. So what would that take? This might seem very simple, but if it was simple, then no business would have B customers. They would only ever have A customers. And Every entrepreneur knows not every customer is an A customer. You can always, um, through attrition, take out the customers uh, and replace them with new ones and and know that you would probably have a a much healthier business. So your marketing team or your sales team, and even if that's just you, you should say to yourself, I have X amount of B customers. I need to replace them with A customers. And in a perfect world, here's here's what my customer makeup should look like. I should have X amount of customers. We should be every year earning X amount of dollars off of them, either directly or indirectly through referrals um, to new customers. And here's the path that we're going to take these customers down over the next couple of years. And kind of here's their lifetime value to us. But these B customers, we need to get rid of them and replace them with A customers because they're probably not a good fit for our business anyway. They grind us on price all the time. We can never do a good enough job for them. And then to boot, we end up having to carry them on our on our receivables for 45 or 60 days. And it, you know what? It's just not worth it. So we're not going to kick them yet, but let's go find some more A customers. And I think in my experience, the reason why entrepreneurs fight so aggressively um, with this concept until they get it and they see that it works. And then, you know, then they come back hat in hand and say, Dylan, I think you were right. You, this is how it turned out. And yeah, it was risky, but we did it. And we're really happy we did it. But until you get to that point as an entrepreneur, you think that's crazy. I want to be able to take every single customer I can. Well, the truth is at a certain point you are taking, if you don't have, if you haven't really thought about it or you haven't put the effort into understanding kind of how your customers find you and how to figure out at earlier than later that they're an A or a B, what happens is you you could end up spending time, effort, energy, and resources on a B client at the cost of getting an A client. Um, as an example, if you can only deliver so many widgets or you can only produce, uh, you can only service so many customers, you end up servicing um, a B customer or selling a product to a B customer that you could have sold to an A customer had you waited. And it's the waiting part that entrepreneurs really struggle with. Because they say, rightfully so, we need cash flow. We can't afford to lose even a single sale. Certainly there's a time for that. If you're desperate and your business is in trouble, you're right. You do want to be able to generate as much uh, cash and uh, from the from, uh, profit as, as quickly as possible. But at some point, you just run out of energy. If you don't run out of time and resources, you just simply run out of energy to try and service all your customers. And what you could find is that you could be making the same amount of money but servicing Um, a smaller group of clients, but simply providing more value to them. And again, if you're an entrepreneur that's never dealt with this before, then this is probably one of those stone-in-your-shoe conversations, but it um, it really does matter. It matters because your business only has a limited amount of time and resources that it can employ to earn revenue. And if your business is not maximizing 
the time and resources in spending with clients, and that means it's leaving money on the table. And oftentimes, businesses will be scared to raise their pricing because they will lose a customer. But the truth is, if the only reason you lost a customer was because of a, a moderate price increase, it means that they were never really utilizing your business for the underlying value that it provides. And so they may be friendly with you, they may be happy with you, they may love you, they may, they may make you feel like, wow, I mean, I love running a business because these guys are great. Only to find out that if you made some changes to your pricing or your, your product or service offering that they leave you, um, the truth is that they were only using you be, because of the, the commodity um, that your business is, or the commoditization that your business is providing them. So if, if you end up increasing prices by, you know, 5% and they walk across the street and go somewhere else, then that means that you haven't done enough work establishing the value that your business provides because, uh, the market is pretty efficient. And if you're in a competitive marketplace, then pricing means that everyone, you know, pricing can be a great equalizer in terms of just knowing where you stand. But then the value that you add on top of that means that you're going to end up getting the best, the best customers in the marketplace. And so entrepreneurs struggle with this whole concept because they don't want to lose, you know, it's the burden hand. They don't want to give up the customer they have today for the potential two customers that they could have tomorrow. But if you can do it, then you will discover a that the craziness and chaos of your business starts to settle down. You will notice that you, you really do enjoy interacting with customers that are using you for the fundamental value that your business is providing. And your margins are, I mean, your margins are just going to be better. And until you've experienced it, uh, again, I'm just a talking head. Um, I have seen it work. I can, I'm, I'm talking about it on this episode because I know it works. And I know there's entrepreneurs out there that are stuck there fully maxed out right now, but they don't want to give up what they have because they don't know that if they give it up that they're going to be able to get it back. And so hopefully um, over the course of these last couple of minutes, there's been enough here for you to think about and to even give it a, a dry run. Just try it on a few clients and and see ultimately see what happens. But do you really need all those customers? I can guarantee you that for most of you, the answer is no. You can afford to let some customers go once you've replaced them with your ideal customer. And there's a lot that goes into that. You have to define your ideal customer. You have to feel confident um, and have evidence that the value that your business provides is not going to be uh, price sensitive, that people are prepared to pay uh, more than market price for what it is your business does because your business simply does a better job. And if customers don't recognize that, then either you've got more work to do or you've got uh, you've got more work to do on your business or you've simply got the wrong types of customers. So hopefully this gives you something to think about. Um, I was in a conversation over the last couple of weeks about this very concept and um, I just thought that it would be probably valuable for some other folks to hear. So I trust that this was valuable, um, that there was something in this podcast that you can um, hang up your earbuds or turn it off and go to work and, and do something different or even just think about what's been chatted about here today. And um, if that's the case, you know, maybe share this podcast with another entrepreneur that you're aware of um, who might be struggling to try and get some lift on their business um, or some increased revenue or profit margin in their business, but they really, you know, they really can't grow. They can't add more people and more infrastructure, so they have to work with what they've got. And uh, changing out your customers is, is one way to do that. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's podcast, and I hope that uh, you'll tune in next week as well.